Okay. I'm always down for the proper. Yeah, the proper celebration. <laughs> I don't know why I want to go to a casino. I don't even gamble. That was just this. <laughs> it's kind of like a thing, though. Yeah, I like want to go to a Trump casino. <laughs> try not to get murdered. <laughs> Like oh wait sound on of... the list on my podcast list yeah. i have first talk about what the podcast is about yeah we That's should it. do that we yeah. should start talking about what the right about. we could talk about where it came from what do you mean where it came where podcasts came from or where <laughs> no, this no, no, podcast where came from? <laughs> our phone conversations <laughs> became a podcast yeah <laughs> like the shit people say to each other over the phone is so engaging it's much more like engaging I will never say like again. It's much more engaging than what other people say on TV, like talk show hosts and talk radio. Bill Maher was pretty fire the other day. I, I know a lot of people have different feelings about Bill Maher, but he's still pretty fire. Yeah. Yeah. Democracy Now is pretty fire. Yeah, I love her. <laughs> she just She's like... Yo, Amy Goodman, because the world is just so crazy right now. When that Fuck Democracy it. Now, jazzy, early 90s music comes on. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> feels safer. It does. It does. Safe. <laughs> Everywhere I look is insanity. And then I'm like, I'm probably saying like too much in on Facebook. Yeah. Interfacing with other people is interfacing on that damn like button. And that comment button, people aren't talking to anybody anymore. And if they do, it's, I don't know, happy birthday. Pick up the damn phone, people. On the other side of that, I really don't like to talk on the phone. And this is why I'm really terrible at keeping up with people, because I won't keep up with you on the phone mm. or on Facebook. Mm. <laughs> so, so you're just a cold-ass bitch. <laughs> I was just isolating myself again. Spiraling downwards. In case you're wondering how I'm doing, I'm just spiraling. So going back to Amy Goodman, yeah, I mean, like she's just a genre herself. Like she is a civil rights bitch from back in the day. <laughs> well, her format is just straight up news. Yeah, it is. Okay, let's talk about the Orlando shooting. Yeah, basically everyone, ninety percent of the people or more, were Latinx. That's yeah, new, that's a new term, by the way. You know, oh, to forego the, the mask. The X is, you know, to forego the masculine, feminine of the oh. A, like Latino, Latina. Oh, okay. Jam. But that's like a total Latinx. <laughs> I don't. They're, I they're, changing, they're, yeah. they're changing Spanish. <laughs> they're changing. Well, Spanish. I don't have a problem with that. No, I'm fine with it. <laughs> Spaniards are assholes. <laughs> Can I ask one question though? Why is Florida shaped like a gun? To me, it's shaped like a long, like, flaccid <laughs> penis that you want nothing to do with. And, like, the ball sack kind of starts to go into the rest of the ratchet-ass South. I mean, I'm sorry. I know. Oh, Atlanta. But... <laughs> <laughs> am I right or am I wrong? I'm... You're not wrong. I'm not wrong. I don't know if I'm right, but I'm not wrong. You're, you're not wrong. <laughs> casual lynchings and... I know. well yeah i mean what happened at the damn pole oh yeah so i drove by that nightclub before because yeah because i went to orlando to um interview uh you know celebrity nail tech there oh, cute cool. kid brian who i'm glad what he and he's gay so anyways we we're going to get 
you know, Korean hot pot and mm. we drove by Pulse and he, mm. we were with another friend of his and, you know, he's like, oh, and that's the gay club. That's where we go. That's, you know, that's the, that's that's the spot. That's the spot. This yeah. is where gay people go in Orlando. It's very sad. It's a perfect but, target too, as we've seen, unfortunately. And Latin night. Which is interesting. Yeah. Okay. So that's the next thing I want to talk about. Like oh, this fucking guy, Mateen, whatever it is, right? Yeah. So Hillary, getting back to Hillary again, like the day after he killed 49 people and injured 53 others, she immediately uh, gets on this very hawkish soapbox talking about needing um, even more oversight, even more eyes on possible terrorists, getting these, you know, rogue countries roping them in, you know, mm-hmm. getting them under control so we don't have any more of these ISIS-inspired attacks. Right. Donald Trump said very similar things to Hillary Clinton. Very interesting to me that she is the, the progressive candidate, you know, mm-hmm. in this two-party election. And it was all about more war and more surveillance. Right. So we're gonna And more bag. lists. Yeah. More no-fly lists, but nothing about no-fly list, no-buy-gun. Uh, if... You're not allowed to fly. You're not allowed to buy a gun. Yeah. And so... That's my thing. Yeah. <laughs> they said they were tracking this dude for how many years? Can somebody out there answer me that? <laughs> like, they knew this dude was hovering around with some crazy shit in his head. And you mean nobody stopped him? Not once that, oh, maybe we should, I don't know, put him in on some other charge. If if he apparently... Or not let him buy a semi-automatic weapon and loads of uh, ammunition for a gun that shoots 13 bullets a second. It's insane. Right. So that's like the inherent hypocrisy of, of the government, of the NRA, of anyone who is against terrorism but would literally fuel domestic terrorism yeah. by making it so easy to allow a uh, video game cultured psychopath sociopath psychopath i still don't know the difference no i think to... i think both of them both of them kind of yeah. yeah yeah so very logical um pieces of information are deliberately being kept out of missing. the mix yeah just, just missing <laughs> So anyway, right. But then all of these shitty things started being revealed about this Mateen character, the most interesting of which he was gay. Yeah. Closeted gay, but going to these clubs recognized by other regulars at Pulse. I heard that. And other nightclubs. Asked a male classmate from the police academy out on the date. What? Was on all of these uh, hookup apps like Grindr and Adam for Ann. For Adam for Ann. I don't know. Not gay man. I don't know. Like Adam for Adam or something. Right? Like that. Right? Or Adam for Evan? I don't know. And that, and also, well, the other thing, that ex-wife of his, the, yeah. the first one who was rescued by her family because she moved down there to marry him mm-hmm. after an online relationship and he ended up like uh, beating her severely all remember, the time. I remember hearing that. So her family had to come down and rescue her. She said that his father, you know, this... Um, Government dude conservative afghan dude yeah we call him gay to as a put down put him down so yeah psychopath seriously conflicted person Mm -hmm. sociopath because he wasn't really able to connect and make friends with people just becoming more and more unhinged 
Also, this fool worked for a private security company. Yeah, I remember hearing that. That is the largest in the world. I think it's an international security company. And was part of, like, you know, border patrol bullshit. So when I heard that predominantly Latinx people were were killed because mm-hmm. it's Latinite, that was just starting to strike a chord with me when I heard about the border patrol thing and, you know. And then also him not being accepted into this gay community. And I could just see him perhaps resenting gay Latinx dudes who have a very strong culture. Yeah. And all came out for Latin night. We're probably having a fucking awesome time. Yeah. Definitely the coolest people in Orlando. Well, it's Orlando. It's Orlando. Like looking at these pictures, you can already tell the coolest people in Orlando just got murdered by this asshole. The people I want to hang out with in Orlando. Oh, the other crazy thing. The black woman, young, who was shot in the leg, she was trapped in the bathroom with this asshole. And he he goes, is anyone in here black? And nobody says anything because they don't want to get shot. Yeah. But then finally some guy in the corner said, yeah, there's six of us or something like that. And then he goes into some long rant about how the blacks have suffered enough and his thing isn't about the blacks. It's about the U.S. bombing Afghanistan, his homeland, his country, even though his ass was born in Queens. Right. Down the block. (laughs) Yeah. Jenny from the block. Right. Mateen. (laughs) Daddy issues. He had daddy daddy issues. issues. He had some serious daddy issues. Uh, But can we get back to the bathroom incident? That dude who opens his mouth and says yes, but he doesn't just say yes. He says yes and then identifies each and every one of the people back there who is that dude can we sh- i'm not gonna say it can we can we talk to that dude who's well, like i guess he hit was counting there was a pause and he counted all the black exactly or whatever. Like, who is that guy who not only calls uh-huh. himself out but calls everybody else out like if i was there in the no bathroom, wonder latin people don't admit to being black exactly <laughs> truth <laughs> yeah. to the next podcast i know right about self-loathing oh my gosh she should have read a poem about him okay i had not thought about that guy until you brought him up and then also does this fool not have eyes like he can't see and but that would be you think he was like not if you're not if you're afro latin not if you're but if you're <laughs> black black if you're black black i don't have a problem with you but if you're like if you got some latino blood in you then you're right you're gone because i have this thing against latinx culture i say the x because it seems like that that that's culture is tight but see it's like i i don't know i just think orlando needs to take a break from the news for a second everybody needs to stay indoors don't go to lagoons don't go to clubs Stay away from crazy fans. Just chill in the house for a little bit. Then there might be a sinkhole. I don't know. But just like, just they need to calm down because there's too much happening in that in that town. And it's small. So all this stuff has been happening within no more than maybe like a 15 mile radius of one another. Are you talking about that lagoon? I'm talking about the lagoon. I'm talking about Pulse. I'm talking about that uh, Christina Grimes. Oh, Grimmy. Yeah. Okay, we, we didn't talk about her yet, but you're right. The like, plaza. What the fuck is going it's on? Like, what the hell? That was when I heard that right before I heard about um, Pulse. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. First of all, I had to look her up 
And you know, yeah, so did I. So why the fuck would someone go shoot her? Exactly. It doesn't make this any isn't sense. John Lennon. I mean, I, no. I'm sorry, but it's like it, they showed the face of the guy. No, he can't be questioned. He's been shot, right? He's gone. Then now both families are screwed up. Well, I mean, I don't really care about the guy that shot her in the face. I mean, I don't either. But it's still a life, you know. Like what I'm saying is, how did they get to the point where he was so close? To this girl. And had a gun. Even if it was concealed. Don't they have metal detectors at the plaza? Or whatever it was she was singing at? Or like something? No, not when you walk in. You can just walk into those things. I don't want to give any more of these uh, yeah. psychopaths great ideas for spaces to yeah, don't go. Do All I'm saying is like, the plaza, that's where she was performing. I would assume there would have been some sort of metal detector situation, something. Like to go in and see her. Oh, Florida is a fucking mess, man. Nothing they, about you that don't place. need to update your stuff, Florida. I've hated Florida since 2000. Why when 2000? they stole that damn election. And then, you know, of course, that really kicked off lots of mini worlds in the Middle East thing. Yeah. That's really been going on for a long time. I mean, we've been in Libya since the 80s. We've been in Syria since the 80s. Yeah. We've been in Afghanistan because... We used to give the Taliban weapons to fight the Russians. Okay, can we pause there? Can we delve in on that? Okay, from a logical perspective, if they're the enemy and their homes are damn near obliterated by bombs and whatever counterintelligence that we throw at them, how are they getting the money and the funding to be a threat to the world who is supplying them guns well the the military industrial complex the global arms thing mm-hmm. i mean how can obama go to vietnam and say you know you guys have been great little people for the past uh, 40 years we are going to little yellow people we are going to give you the right to bear arms like you're gonna buy all of these fucking weapons from us right 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 and then that gets smuggled and here and here and here but they just seem like they get smuggled i mean i think how did isis even start remember when isis just came out of nowhere exactly i was still working on nailed it when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I had like shot all my big interviews. Too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was like, first of all, where the, where the fuck exactly? Did, they were marching into Lebanon, which used to be like a chill spot, like the last chill spot by Israel, you know, mm-hmm. you could go. Can't go there anymore. All that and they chemicals. were crossing over. What do you mean? They got oh. chemical, all this chemical warfare bullshit. Oh, we gave them all that shit. Don't you think we might be giving them the oil that they that they're using so. to to fund? Uh... I think so too. I think so. That's my point. My point is just like, okay, we call these people a threat, or some, or the news media is calling these people a threat, but they're getting their ammunition and their funding somewhere. There's just no way. After how long have we been in war? What, 15, 16 years now? And I mean, the first Gulf War before that. And then, right. of course, the 80s. Uh, whatever the fuck we were doing in Afghanistan and like, Libya and Syria. We were in all those places. Contracts. Military con. Everything's contracts. Because it's harder to track. Once the big fish gives money to the little fish and tells the little fish to go and fertilize the land, you know, 
It's <laughs> the old, like, parable. About yeah. <laughs> it sounds like something my dad would say. <laughs> it's a story, like, so someone told him in Vietnam. It goes and fertilizes the Nile. Yeah. Like, yes. It's like, great. It goes and fertilizes the Nile. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Without not giving up on my dreams. <laughs> Swim upstream. <laughs> yeah. It's harder. Don't live in New York. Actually, he never said that. He said, what are you doing? <laughs> With your life. Now I'm living in a storage space. <laughs> in New York. <laughs> it's another podcast. Oh, <laughs> Rent is show. too damn okay, high. That is a reality show that I really want to do um, mockumentaries with you. Yes. Spaces. It's just called Spaces. Yeah, that's, it'll be a, a total of, mock. Like, characters like living in these awkward fucking spaces and it's just like because they have bad credit and can't get like 10 grand together yeah you know how that is when you can't get 10 grand together you you know know it's very rare it is a rare problem nowadays but look at the people walking around here man that's why it's so depressing to be still be in new york because I've seen everything change, and I was a gentrifier. Yeah. And I... I'm I'm in mourning for, like, you know, the neighborhoods (laughs) that I really loved and made white people comfortable. You know, that's the thing. People can't see us. I mean, maybe we should get into race a little bit, but... um, No, it's true. That's, uh... Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, I... I, Lightish skin, and I'm mixed with Asian, so I put white people at ease like oh she's flowing over here around these black people all right i can buy a house here right now it's so sanitized like all the delis got those glass fronts yeah. and like the kettle chips 10 bucks will get you a bag of chips and some water that's but it. still it'll be still be like a cat sleeping on a loaf of bread yep take care of the damn rats and a cat is not the solution to the rat problem well no it's actually like... in um in uh, Islam, uh, I think cats are were like Muhammad's only. He loved cats. Yeah, he was like a cat lady. <laughs> I don't. Maybe I got this is something that I actually. <laughs> you keep talking. I'm gonna look okay. up Muhammad. Yes, okay, yeah, <laughs> Prophet Muhammad loved cats. I mean, I love cats too. Okay, uh-huh. Islam and cats. Here we go. Um, the domestic cat is a revered animal in Islam, admired for its cleanliness. Mm, questionable uh, and as well as for being loved by the islamic prophet muhammad the cat is considered the quintessential pet by muslims mm. i don't really have very many muslim friends and i've never really been to a muslim country before me either all i can think about when i think of bodega cats is the animated cat in that um paula abdul music video Two steps forward, two steps back. What is it? Opposites attract. That's what it is. Opposites attract, you oh. know. MC Scat Cat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> MC Scat Cat. <laughs> Sounds like you invented hip hop. Oh, so he was really seminal <laughs> to many movements, including hip hop. MC Scat Cat. MC Scat Cat. <laughs> Sorry, was he like the love interest in the video? Oh, okay, did he did he scat a rap? <laughs> he scat a rap. <laughs> he scat it. MC Cat on the rap, so like it. Here's a little story, and you're sure to like it. Swift and sly, and I'm playing it cool with my homegirl, Paula. 
They were on the rooftop together in the moonlight. <laughs> oh, so it was supposed to be kind of like that Cats musical probably too, that Andrew Lloyd Webber, Webber yeah. thing. This is embarrassing. I've never been to a Broadway show. Don't be embarrassed. They're damn expensive. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, Hamilton. Yeah. Like, oh, get the fuck out of here. Thank Give you. Give me my rent. Thank you. Can I rent. just say that? Okay. Notice to this man's brilliance, talent, whatever you want to call it. But $6,000 for a ticket and bragging about that? As if that's a great thing. I thought Broadway is for the people. Right, that people of color have really come so far. I guess that's really the problem with all um, minority groups is Mm -hmm. that... I'm not saying that the Hamilton guy, you know, he's the culprit, but... No, he's not. Well, that that, that money means that you have attained a certain status. Mm -hmm. I get it to a certain degree, but I think we are so blinded by it, dazzled by it, that we don't see the, the gross inequities in our culture, which you said got really worse... After Bush came into office. Oh, yeah. And I'm not black, you know? Like, I yeah. kind of follow black culture because, hey, baby, it's a black and white world, you know? So yeah. a lot of times, like, yeah, black issues are people of color issues. And yeah. have always been since the civil rights movement. Yeah, because yeah. like the two-party system in this country, there it's is black or. and there is white. Right. Right. But you are saying, because what I've heard from other black people is that uh, business ownership really went down at a certain point, but I don't remember exactly when. And then, of course, like the the crack epidemic. Well, well the whole drugs, crack, cocaine, all that stuff. Black people were just coming out of that pre-Clinton. What happened with the Clintons? There was like this promise of the first modern Black Lives Matter. Like, if I could rephrase it. For our for the younger generation now, because if you look at the Rodney King incident, that set it off. Now, it was no longer gonna be silent. Like black folks were not gonna take this stuff anymore. Like it was either you're gonna listen to us and our communities, or we're gonna set everything on fire. And then you know, what's his name? OJ just got away because of that. I have no opinion about him. But well, you know him and Chris Jenner. Uh, yeah, they knew boned a lot. Yeah. I don't doubt it. Anyway, I, sorry. Kardashians always sneaking into history. I know, right? Why are you in our history, Kardashians? It's like, there's like a textbook with the Kardashians in it. It's like... <laughs> sorry, no. folks. God. You see where I'm going. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> bring this... But, the card- but anyways... But I'm curious about this. So, yeah. things were up. Middle 90s. Because black people were being allowed to just get better jobs to sustain and move out of the damn projects or move out of the See, to places. me, that's the problem, though. Yeah. Because if you move out of the projects and you are somebody who is educated and functional, you are going to be sorely missed. That's what happened. Like, if you think of a, of a conveyor belt, so one family makes it and they get off the conveyor belt. And and they go into a box. And then the next one, and the next one, and the next one, and the next one. Well, but actually, D.C. is a good example. Yeah, that's what I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> and also, and so, you're from that area. Yeah, so I can totally speak on it. But, like, <laughs> so what, what the 90s allowed for a lot of black people was to get means. And those black people with means were able to reach the upper echelons of society financially and move on up now. 
because we're talking about 400 years plus of, I don't even, I can't even call it slavery. It's because it's deeper than that. But 400 years of psychological terrorism is what I would call it. Eight years can't make up for that. So it was just a break in the wall, a break in the ceiling, and people were getting out and escaping out. And the point was to then make this money, get this established, and bring it back. And the quickest, easiest way to do that was affirmative action. Make it across the board available for people of color to just get the manager position in the fucking factory. I mean, we're not even talking about Ivy League. We're talking about can a, can a, can a Negro have like a solid job at the factory making above board means? No. Right. And so that's, that's what that affirmative action was all about. But see, it's going to take a while to get back to everybody. It's like a domino effect. By the time it got to that, to the people who needed the, needed it the most, the Clintons were gone. They were in the scandal. Things were closing up. That hole was closing up. Regardless of what the Clintons were doing, the Republicans were making it harder for the Clintons to stay in office, not allowing another one to come in, another Democrat to come in. And they were taking it back. I mean, even I remember hearing rhetoric from the Republicans back then. We're taking this back. We're taking America back. They took it back. All right. (laughs) They took it back about 50 years. And as soon as Bush came in, we started to see the most vulnerable societies in our country get it first. I'm not just talking about black people. I'm talking about Latino, Latino X, brown people. I'm talking about, I'm even talking about Asian American communities Everyone was getting stopped to allow whites only to get ahead. And I know that's like a very... It's it's intangible because it's it's like I'm going with you. I believe what you're saying, but playing devil's advocate, I want to know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. If I could point to it, I just, I was at Northwestern at the time and that was the very first time I encountered real racism. This coach was shot down like, drive-by style from this group called the world church of the creator which was code for the kkk they just came they came from indiana drove to chicago and was wreaking havoc i didn't know all this until i got there i didn't know that i was going into one of the most hotbed racist places in the united states i didn't know that and I saw everything, I saw history unfold because at the time, uh, Mich- the Michigan University, Michigan State, they were having their race riots too over affirmative action. That was what the, the rioting was about. They're- From Because people of color were angry that it was uh, being retracted. Yes, and being challenged. Yeah, this whole thing about affirmative action being retracted, I remember starting from my recollection on Michigan State's campus. So I remember that happening, and I remember the spillover of that coming into Northwestern. Northwestern tries to pride itself as, like, the Harvard of the Midwest. I didn't care. But, um, all... A part of you cares. <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it, was, it was a tough, tough time for me. Because as soon as that happened, the, the, the coach being killed, the KKK put their signs up everywhere on every house. And North Campus and South Campus. And then a couple of gay students were just targeted. So it wasn't just a black and white thing. Everybody was being targeted. 
that so was that's a actually scarier than these people voting for Trump. Yeah. Because they were rallying together yeah. and actually doing lynch mob formation. Yes. Easily. Easily. In, in a northern state in Michigan. I know there's probably definitely some boonies over there in oh, yeah. Michigan where this sort of domestic terrorism can be allowed to, yeah. to, to grow, but... Chicago's a fucked up place generally as a yes. uh, sort of metropolitan place. It's just like, it, it seems like there's so many despots of power there almost, yeah. you know? Like yeah. you have Bill Ayers living in the same neighborhood as Louis Farrakhan. Mm-hmm. You have Obama coming out mm-hmm. of Chicago and his main man, Rahm Emanuel. Mm-hmm. And like, look at what he has done. Yeah. And clear racial divides in Chicago that... Are comparable to DC, yeah, and other places. No, but yeah, you're mar- right. Two markedly different worlds, and then of course you hear about all of these shootings in black neighborhoods, which is are, is very disturbing. You know, yeah, it's actually really hard to have a conversation about that as a non-black person. I feel like without knowing me and me approaching you with mm-hmm. that gun violence in black neighborhoods thing, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, we, we got to do something about it or whatever. Right. The natural reaction is, I think, kind of like, well, why don't you go help your own people out first? But at mm-hmm. the same time, that sort of thing, I just feel like everybody needs to be all hands on deck yeah. with that. I mean, I think it's just a bunch of people rushing in. Like, actually, we're going to break this wall down. This wall isn't going to exist. Right. anymore we're just going to constantly disturb it agitate it you know ferguson in a way was like that although ferguson isn't really like chicago and caprini green and all of that history of kind of but yeah i mean you think about chicago is the wild wild west so that wild wild west justice is there in every other midwestern state because that was settled at something i don't like put chicago in with the wild wild west territories because those places were actually settled by white people a lot later than i thought like looking back on it i mean it feels like goddamn like 1900 before santa fe was a state well what i mean is the mentality that wild wild west lawman mentality that i think pervaded the states that were west and so that mentality, that stagecoach, you know, like shoot you out at high noon mentality is pervasive in towns throughout the Midwest. It has echoes. You know that this town is different from one of the 13 colonies. You know it's different from Florida. <laughs> like you just know it's different. You feel it. And I think that mentality of it being a wild Western place allowed for all the gangs that lived and like thrived in Mm. Chicago. The reason why blacks fled the South to live in Chicago to get away, why immigrants come there. I mean, the biggest Middle Eastern population in the United States is in the Midwest. Can we talk about that? Like, (laughs) come on, the very place that's like supposed to be the banner for everything that's wrong with this country is also the place that's taking in like people who we're supposed to hate. So you got to think about that. And then what happens, going back to Bush, the statistics about black men being locked up on average, like, I don't know, like one a minute. I don't know. How, I don't know how bad it is. <laughs> Something like horrible. <laughs> like five a second. I don't know. Uh... It started sliding during then. But, but I... didn't Bill Clinton with the crime bill mm-hmm. kind of set that one up, but then maybe it was 
reinforced by everything that the Bush administration was doing to yeah. more easily lock people up for long periods of time, yeah. separating them from our families. And yes. that is something that Asians have on lock, which is the family. They do. You they guys do. do. You guys have it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why Asians got taken off the affirmative action yeah. list. Yeah. But they still have that bamboo ceiling, though. You oh, yeah. I mean, you so. can't actually listen to an Asian person. <laughs> Just kidding. You can get your nails done. Yeah. But you can that, get your hair. Yeah. And, like, complain about them. Yeah. <laughs> When's the last time you saw Asian boss? Uh, I've seen a couple. If it's a company that is for the diversity, then that is the preferred diversity. Do you see what I mean? Like, I know, it's like, it's the truth, though. It's like, it's really not appropriate to say. I'm not talking about chief financial officer. No, I'm I'm talking talking about about, CEO. Yeah, I'm talking about CEO. I've seen, I don't know how, I probably could count them on my hand, but but they exist. Because it's like, it's the preferred diversity. You know what I mean? Just like a gay white man is the preferred diversity for, like, a company who has no good track record with diversity. It's like, oh, well, you know, your alternative, so. Better than a woman? I think that that's why we have this uh, feminist feminism movement now to to counteract that. But like we were saying on the phone, it's like, okay, that opens the door for white feminism. Like the, the case is being made from a white perspective, but what about the rest of the women? <laughs> so Yeah, you really hit on an interesting point here to bring it back to yeah. Hillary and that prescribed feminism that doesn't represent how I feel as a feminist no. at all. No, no. Especially the guilt involved. Like, you are actually not being a good feminist if you don't vote for the only woman to run for president, which isn't even true. That was Shirley Chisholm, right? Right. But, you know, whatever. To be one of the big contenders, yes, yes, she's the first. But it's because she is a neoliberal and her last name is Clinton. Yes. She is very intelligent and highly motivated. I mean, sharp. She, her job, though, is basically being the little president around the world. Like, you know, like, she's the secretary of state. Before that, she was a governor in New York. I mean, duh. I get worried about the oversimplification of women's suffrage that, that Hillary Clinton represents. I doubt if we were to sit here right now, she would be for that viewpoint. I think her viewpoint is probably more in-depth than what's being simplified and the media and the news, but I get weary of those people who take this damn banner and run with it and say, I do this because I'm a woman, but all they show are these white chicks. In other words, just because you have this female in office doesn't mean all the stuff that people are griping about is suddenly magically fixed. It's not going to go away. You can't put all the faces in the letter H with an arrow. Right. And pretend like we're all together on this one. Exactly. If you did your history on feminism, you'd be appalled at what really went down when the first feminist movement started, how racist it was. Like women's suffrage? Yeah. Susan women, B. Anthony yes, shit? Yes, yeah. When you didn't have to hide. Mm-hmm. When you didn't have things. to hide. You could yeah. just well, you could just like say whatever the fuck you wanted. <laughs> yeah. Get rid of those damn the darkies. <laughs> I don't care if they're of the Malay race <laughs> or the... Or a quarter quatrier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.